you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. What we don't realize is that there's a lot that goes into that phrase because what and how we eat can not only affect our physical health, but it also affects the chemicals and hormones that our body releases and how our body performs. In turn, this affects our mental and emotional health. So what if I told you there is a way to improve your mental, emotional, and physical health with your diet? A way that's super simple, sustainable, and doesn't require you to buy a bunch of special foods. Yes. Well, my guest for today is Becky Williams, host of the Mama Meets Enneagram podcast, and she's going to share with us her journey with God through redeeming her mental health and learning to live a healthier life. In just a minute, we'll dive right in. Welcome to Worth It, the podcast where we answer anxiety, deflate fear, and shut down shame, because ain't no woman got time for that. You were made to thrive. My mission is to help you get deeply rooted with God and reclaim your weapon that the enemy of God has been using against you. After going to battle for my own mind three years ago, I realized that there is a war going on for our minds, a battle that begins with how we think. Sis, you have much more control than you realize. With each episode, you'll learn how to fight back and become more confident in the truth that God already knows. You are worth it. I'm Michelle Remington, Christian mindset coach, thought strategist, and warrior mama. Grab your sword, daughter of the king. It's time to unleash your inner warrior princess. Welcome back, warrior woman. I am super excited to bring to you today's Temple Care episode because it is all about diet. It's all about how what we eat can actually affect our mental health. But don't worry, this isn't going to be like like a boring downer kind of oh no she's talking about diet turn the channel kind of thing no 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 we're gonna have fun and I am so very excited to share this with you today so much information you might want to write some things down so just keep that in mind and before we get started I just wanted to personally invite you to join us on the worth it squad this is our Facebook group and this it's a private group so you don't have to worry about you know anybody seeing anything everybody has to be approved before they get into the group but this is a safe place this is a place where women share what they are going through this is a place where we pray together and the women in this group are either going through the same thing have gone through the same thing or understand what it is you're going through maybe they have a family member that's going through some mental health issues as well and just trying to grow spiritually but also trying to improve their mental health because they found themselves in a spot i mean that's kind of how we all got here that's kind of how you got to this podcast there's a need there and in this group that need is met in a way. This is a community of women, sisters, believers in Jesus. And we come together, we pray for each other, we encourage each other. This is hopefully a group 
My vision for the group was that this would be a place where you'd finally feel like you found your people. We lift each other up. Nobody gets torn down in this group. Nobody gets discouraged in this group. And if you do, it might be some other life stuff, but we're going to be right there to lift you back up and help you through this. And the goal is for everyone to get closer with God and improve and grow in their mental health while doing it. So if you are interested in joining the group, just head on over to Facebook, type in Worth It Squad. It should come right up and we'll get you in the group and we will get started. We're going to have all kinds of fun. We're going to do giveaways. We're going to do different trainings and check-ins. We're going to pray for each other, all kinds of stuff. So join us over there on Facebook. It is the Worth It Squad. And without further ado, let's get started. So today I am super excited to bring to you a new dear friend who is well-versed in our topic for today of temple care, and that is taking care of our bodies through diet. Becky Williams is a motherhood and mindset coach whose heart-centered practice reaches mamas of all walks of life all around the globe. Her focus is on helping women to create rhythms and routines for their homes and to incorporate lifestyles that help them thrive in motherhood, not just survive. Through wit, humor, and the Enneagram, she teaches women how to cherish how God created them to be from the inside out. Welcome, Becky. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I absolutely love this topic. So I was super honored that you would choose me to be on your podcast and be able to share this information with your ladies. So thank you so much for the invite. Oh, you are so welcome. I am so excited. So let's go ahead and just dive in. Let's do it. Absolutely. So my first question is, from talking in our growth and friendship, I know that in your journey, you have battled with and broken the cycles of anxiety, fear, and shame. Woohoo, go girl. Yes. <laughs> so, can you share a little bit about your journey and what part a healthy lifestyle played in it? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that question. Um, I really feel like it's my testimony. And so, I'm always honored when I get to talk about it and give God glory for what He's done because He has completely brought me from the very lowest of the low to where I am now, which, uh, you know, it's still a journey, of course, but from where I was to where I am now is such a miracle. And I'm very thankful for that. I would say that my anxiety and, and depression have probably been, it started probably around high school and college, but as far as really understanding what that meant and that it wasn't just that I was sad, but it was, it was a deeper sadness at that point. I didn't quite understand until after I had my baby. So I'm a proud mama of three. And with my oldest son, he's nine. And so after having him, I just thought that I was a good mom, but that this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I was trying to nurse and, you know, having that looming over me of knowing in eight weeks, I'm going to have to give this baby to my mom, which that was helpful because I didn't have to send him to, you know, a daycare that I wasn't familiar with, but not being able to enjoy him knowing that in eight weeks, this was going to be over and I had to hand him over to somebody else. And, you know, it was, I had, I really think I had postpartum anxiety too, which I didn't understand what that was, 
But I mean, we, I constantly monitored his breathing. I was up at all hours of the night, making sure he was okay. And so it was just, there was so much wrapped in it that I didn't understand that that's what it was. Um, fast forward 16 months later and I had our second child and I was like, well, this is just hard. And I feel this low because they're 16 months apart. So essentially I have two babies, you know? And so I was like, I just need to work harder and just keep trying. And at that point I started to really be broken. So my son was born in, in 2013. Um, and I was still working at that time. And I, as a teacher in elementary, and I finished out that year and I told my husband, I just can't do it anymore. I can't work full time, take care of the kids. I'm just depleted. I just can't. And so we agreed that I would stay home. And in 2014 is when I started to look into more natural remedies for what I was doing. I was taking medication at that point. It was essential that I was on medication. I was actually on medication during pregnancy as well because of that, of the, the depths that I was feeling the depression. And so I just wanted to see if there's other ways to support my body. And that's really what sparked this idea of you do have more options than just being on medication for the rest of your life. And while that served a purpose in this season, I was ready to step into something new. And so that's really where all of this started. And I was like, okay, if, if I can look into other natural methods, I wonder how food affects it. I wonder how mindset affects it. And so it just, it sparked this whole new journey for me. That is so awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's always like your testimony is obviously very personal. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I love that you mentioned postpartum anxiety because you know what? There's so many women that think that they are the only ones going through this, mm -hmm. but they hear you like share your testimony and everything, all the feelings and emotions that you went through. I'm like, that was me. Yeah. That was me. And, and I just want our listeners to know that if you're going through that, if you've been through that, you are not alone in that. That is something that many women go through. And there's nothing wrong with you that you're going through that. It is part of the process. And I also love, Becky, where you said that you were, you were on the uh, medication and it was absolutely essential at that point for you to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. There's absolutely no shame in asking for help, whether no. it's through getting some help with a medication for, a, for that time that you need it to get through that part of it, or it's through counseling. There's absolutely no shame in getting help because motherhood is hard. You know, you're bringing a whole new human into the world and you're, you're responsible for raising that human, feeding that human. You have to teach them everything from day one. So yeah, that's hard. And there's so many women, I think, that feel like a failure because they think that they're not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. We really need to give ourselves a lot of grace with that. Yes. Now, and I love that you, you looked into you know, the natural remedies and diet and everything like that. So let me ask you, when it came to your health journey, did you notice any effects that your eating choices made on your mental health and emotional well-being? Yes, for sure. So I would, I would kind of flip the question first and say that I realized that my mental and emotional well-being were dependent on the food. And so mm -hmm. that's actually where my eating, you know, disorders and things like that had started. It started back in college, but like I said, 
I didn't realize that that's what was happening. I just thought college is hard. You know, like I'm always rationalizing, well, college is hard. Sure. You're going for this harder degree and these things. I was, you know, planning a wedding at that point and just, there was a lot going on and I was also working full time. And so I thought, okay, you're just anxious because of whatever. And that's why you throw up everything that you eat. Well, it wasn't, (laughs) that's not what it was, but now I see it. I just did it back then. And so I had gained so much weight and it was beyond pregnancy weight because with my babies, I'm very strict and the way that I take care of my body and making sure they get nourished and all of that kind of thing. So this was like after baby, this is 2014. He was born in January, 2013. So this is a whole year later. This is not extra baby weight. This is emotional weight. And so I was eating ice cream um, at the end of the night. And I know I hear a lot of people talk about this, but it really is true. This is something that, that a lot of moms do. So as soon as everybody would finally be in bed at night and my husband's going to sleep because he has to get up early, I'm like, this is me time. This is my, my refreshing time. I sit, watch a movie and eat ice cream. And it was a really, and I'll just be honest with this part too. It was a really hard time for my husband during then he was suffering with depression. And so here I am with two babies 16 months apart, I'm working full time, which I hate because it's so stressful. And my husband is is struggling with addiction. And so like I have all these things. And so the only outlet that I have at that point is sugar. And And I jumped in with both feet. And anything that was processed, anything that would get me from this place of escape, this place of feeling stuck to a place of escape, I'm in. I'm for it. And even though I I was starting to like realize that there were different times that my body would react, it was more than just a weight thing. I was realizing, okay, after I have um, coffee, for example, if I have coffee on an empty stomach in the next couple of minutes, I'm like super mad at my kids. Not just I'm irritated because they've thrown their sippy cup for another time. Like I need to step outside and get away for a second to calm down kind of bad. And so I would start putting all these different things together of how my body was reacting with different things. Of course I had gained like 40 pounds. I mean, the pound part was easy to see, you know, but it was the emotional stuff that I was starting to tap into of like, okay, this is more than just about the food. And I think that's the thing. Most of the time your weight gain is not about the food. That is such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> we, we won't go into that. We might actually do that for another show sure. because that's a heavy subject. But I, I think you're so right when you were talking about your college days. And so often women go into that just deal with it mentality. Yeah. Like just woman up and deal with it. But that's really not the best way to handle it. You're just trying to like brush it aside so you can get through whatever it is that you're you're going through. And then also, you know, with escaping into the food like you were with, with the ice cream and the movie, it's really just escapism. It's it's just that band-aid to to not deal with that. So that is that's a very heavy subject. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And now also, I was just thinking when you were um, answering that question, now, in your journey also comes intermittent fasting. 
and this may be a whole nother show in itself because <laughs> intermittent fasting is There's so many rabbit holes. I know. I know. So Becky's probably going to be a common guest <laughs> on our show. The guest for the month of December. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Just before January. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just real quickly with, with intermittent fasting, did you notice any additional benefits to your mental and emotional well-being when you started in intermittent fasting? Um, I'm, I'm going to say that my opinion on this is probably going to be not popular, <laughs> but I think intermittent fasting is a fabulous tool. The time that it's not a fabulous tool is if you are in the place where I was to where your adrenals are shot, you're stressed to the max because of all of that, which is why you have the adrenal fatigue that's happening, whether you're diagnosed or not, you're having stress. Um, and a lot of times people will pair this with a different eating style as well. And so your body is going through all kinds of different changes at the same time. And so intermittent fasting can actually work against you if you're in a stressed state and you're trying something brand new with food. So my thing that I tell anybody who asks me about intermittent fasting is it is an awesome tool if you use it right. If you're going to try intermittent fasting, just do intermittent fasting and don't change what you're eating. Just change the window that you're doing it in. So if you're going to do intermittent fasting, most of the time people start at 16 hours for fasting and eight for eating. You already naturally fast for about 12 hours at night just because you're asleep between dinner and breakfast. And so I would gradually increase by one hour from whatever you normally do. So if you're going to sleep at, I mean, not going to sleep at six, but stopping eating at six and your breakfast is at 10, go ahead and for a week, try to make it to 11. And if it feels natural for you, then that's good. If it's stressing you out, back it up 30 minutes and just do it in small increments because the extra added stress is going to work against you and you're not going to lose the weight. Your body is literally going to freak out and just hold on to it. So yes, intermittent fasting was a part of my journey. And I do think it's an amazing thing to help replenish your body, refresh your body, but just in, in a way that's going to work for you, depending on where you are in your health journey. Oh, I love, I love all of that. All of this. Yes, that is so good. And you know what? Just having myself worked in the natural health industry for like three years at, at a health food store um, mm -hmm. and witnessing people um, starting new regiments and things like that, those that usually failed were the ones that tried to go all in. Mm -hmm. And those that succeeded in gradually creating a more healthy lifestyle were the ones that realized it's not important that you go into doing everything absolutely perfect. It's that you start and that mm -hmm. you're consistent. Thank you. So, oh, I can't wait for future episodes. <laughs> okay, so for our listeners, what would you say are some of the most essential daily health decisions that a woman can make to take care of their temple? I would say as far as health is connecting with, we're going to, I'll just talk about all the different levels. Because when you say health, my mind goes in like five different directions. Mm -hmm. So spiritual health, I would say to get in the word every single day, even if it's for five minutes, even if, if you are not someone who reads the word already, 
download, you know, a Bible app and start with a devotion. Just start there because it's kind of like an appetizer. Once you start eating the appetizer, you're like, oh man, if these, if the appetizer is this good, the meal is going to be amazing. And it just, it makes you hunger for more. So don't feel like you have to read an entire chapter a day, or you have to start from Genesis and read all the way through bite-sized pieces again. So if you don't read the word or you don't talk to God at all, start with five minutes and, and see how he provides the increase for you. And if you feel like you don't have time for that, I'm just going to let you know on the days that I wake up and I go full force into work and I forget, or I, I say, I'm going to do it later or what have you. That's the day that my day is a hot mess. The day that I start and I'm like, no, first I'm going to be focused and I'm going to do my devotions and I'm going to read the word and I'm going to pray before I start anything else. And it is so amazing. Every single time God, God doubles my time every time. And, and it's, I've been on this journey long enough to just trust him that if I do that and I give him the first fruits, even of my time, not just in my money, that he always takes care of making sure everything fits in, whether it's being more focused on my work or he gives me an idea that I've been just like going over. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He gives me the idea, whatever it is, it just works. So that would be the spiritual one. <laughs> um, I would say for the food part, as far as food health is, I like to follow something that Kelly Levesque says, and this is not my work, it's hers, but she follows the fab four and simplifying meals for me because most of the time my family's going to eat something different just because that's what they choose. And I'm okay with that. It's, it's taking care of like all of the dinner time crazies. If everybody's eat something different, I'm totally fine with that as long as we're together. But for me, if I follow the fab four, which means there's a protein, there's a, a healthy fat, there is um, a green a vegetable and some type of fiber. And so when all four of those are connected together, I walk away from my meal feeling full and I don't snack, I don't crave sweets, I don't do all the things that I used to do because it's keeping my blood sugar level. And I, I think a lot of people miss the mark on thinking they have to cut things out of their diet to be able to be healthy when really it's about how you put it together that kind of puts the check mark in your body of saying, this was an entire meal check mark. We're full, we have the nutrients we need, we can go, move forward and start with all the processes that we're supposed to do. And so it, it triggers your body into um, relaxing and saying, okay, we've, we've had adequate nutrients so we can move on. And I follow that most of the time and it does. I notice whenever I get that off and I, I mix it up or I, I miss a component, I'm hungry like an hour later and then I'm like, okay, what, what was I missing? And I definitely notice the difference there. Okay, so on that subject, uh, obviously, <laughs> we know that this year has been a very interesting year, yes. <laughs> and it's changed the daily dynamic for a lot of women. So for many, I mean, those eating habits have really changed, whether, I mean, there's some women that have hunkered down and really um, made the changes that they wanted to make in their health, but then a lot of us have kind of gotten into grazing because we've been mm-hmm. home. So (laughs) with everything that you've experienced, is there a way for women to simplify their eating plan? Yeah. So I need simple. I always, that's what I strive for in everything that I do is what is the easiest and the quickest, most efficient way 
to accomplish what I'm trying to do. And so as far as for myself, the fab four is what I suggest um, to be able to put those together. I will say as far as simplifying eating for your family, because most of the time, not always, but most of the time the mom is in charge of the grocery shopping and all the things. And so what I have found that has worked because especially whenever all the kids were home and nobody was in school, then I'm like, Oh, where's all the food going? <laughs> like, why, why is it disappearing before my eyes every single second? So to simplify that, I do themed nights. And so breakfast and lunch is different for everybody. So for me, it's going to be the fab four. Uh, my husband has his own thing. My kids eat at school for dinner. Um, I will make something based on the theme for that night, but everybody gets to kind of pick if they want to eat it or not. And so like Monday's meatless Monday, Tuesday is taco Tuesday. We have waffle Wednesday, which just means breakfast. It doesn't necessarily mean waffles each time. Thrifty Thursday means we're doing leftovers of some kind. And then fun Friday, we usually go out to eat. Um, or sometimes we order pizza. You know, it's just, it's going to be an easy night. Saturday is going to be shopping day. So usually we're going to eat out then, or, I mean, there's something that's going to be in the pantry for us to eat. Let's just be honest. And then Sunday is super Sunday. So if I don't follow the themes for the week, what I'll do is just create two large meals. Like this week I did taco soup and shepherd's pie. And I just made like double batches of them. And we just, whatever's for dinner, we can eat for lunch the next day. Like just cook something once, eat it twice. That's been the simplest thing for us. And although the meals for supper are not necessarily going to be the fab four, you know, like, I mean, I guess shepherd's pie technically is, except there's not enough vegetables, you know, green leafy vegetables in it, but they're going to still generally be healthy. So it's not going to throw you way off your eating plan to eat dinner. The same thing with your family. So that's really what's helped us. And then also ordering groceries on instant cart. I know not everybody has that, but there's different services that are similar the cost that it would take me to drive to Costco, get my kids out, do the shopping and come home is well worth the membership for that. <laughs> so we have groceries ordered and sent to our house. That's, that's been simple. Yes, I have to agree. That's actually one thing. One nice thing that has come out of this year is the prevalence of either delivery or grocery pickup. Um, which of course has has been mainly to stop the spread of the virus, but it's it's become so much more busy mom friendly <laughs> or busy woman friendly. You know? Oh saying? yeah, I was doing this for it was cool. Yes, <laughs> I just hate shopping. <laughs> Me too. I started the pickup when I was as soon as they started it. I was six months yeah. pregnant, and I was mm. like, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, names going on that list. Absolutely. Now. You actually have a very special gift for our listeners today. You call it the Healthy Lunch Checklist. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. So it is a free resource. It is a beautiful, full-color, 10-page um, document for you. And basically, it just explains how to build a healthy lunchbox. And this could be for your kids. It can be for you, what have you. But just like I was talking about earlier about keeping your blood sugars level. If you don't want to do the fab four as it is, there is another way that I've tried as well. And I kind of just swap it up based on my cycle or 
um, just it's, it's mainly based on my cycle, but I didn't realize I was doing that until recently when I was like, Oh, that's why I keep switching it up. I mean, it's worked out, but I didn't realize there was a, you know, an actual um, system behind it, but filling up on like non-starchy vegetables, making sure that you get your protein, not skipping on your fats, um, you know, including fiber or whole grains, drinking your water, all of that. And I give you several different ideas to be able to make your lunchbox so that you can just have a food prep per week instead of doing a meal prep. So you can just prep, chop all your veggies, you can cook your rice or your quinoa or your cauliflower rice, whatever it is that fits in your preferences. And you can just have those together and it's just a matter of assembling the ingredients so that it feels like you're not eating leftovers all week because I personally don't like that. I don't like to eat the same thing over and over and I don't like to feel like I'm always eating leftovers. So this way the ingredients are, are there and you can create a fresh meal each time. So the healthy lunch checklist should be able to help you to navigate that and at least spark some ideas for you. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Becky. Just going to interject here. If you want to know where to find that freebie from Becky, just go to michelleremington.com forward slash thanks, Becky. Now back to the interview. Okay, so Becky, thank you so much for joining me for this interview today. Obviously, in our conversation, Becky's going to be coming back for some more interviews and we're just going to love on Becky as she loves on us. <laughs> so Becky, where can my listeners find you? Absolutely. So if you would like to listen to the podcast that I have, it's called Mama Meets Enneagram Podcast. And that's where I do a lot of information uh, similar to Temple Care, like what Michelle's talking about. And I also talk about the Enneagram on that. So if that's something that interests you, that would be the place to find me. And then if you are on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at Full On Purpose, F-U-L-L. So it's a play on words, Full On Purpose, like for your life, and then Full On Purpose because you're eating well. And I'm also, uh, I also have a Facebook group. It's a private group. It's only for women. Sorry, guys but it is the full on purpose hangout and I would love to have you there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today, Becky. This has been such an informative interview and we look forward to having you back in later episodes. Oh my goodness, you guys, is Becky not like a wealth of information? And I can tell that's like just scratching the surface. I cannot wait to do more interviews with her. I hope that you got something out of this episode. I believe that Becky gave a lot of good practical advice. I didn't know about the Fab Four, so yeah, that's happening. And I cannot wait for you to get that freebie. Again, it is at michelleremington.com forward slash thanks, Becky. As we always do, let's go ahead and finish out in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for today, for the opportunity to uh, talk to Becky today and for her to share her wisdom and what she's learned to help her health and help her um, to also grow closer to you. I mean, there was just some really good advice there. And I just thank you for that opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for what she shared. And I pray, Lord, for everyone listening that they can take something away from it, that they can start to implement in their own lives and 
see an improvement in their lives because of that simple thing that they've implemented. Lord, it is my sincere prayer that you would continue to work mightily in the lives of every person that hears this podcast. I pray, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and their minds, help them as they draw closer to you, and help them to see who it is that you created them to be, and to also begin to love that person that you have created them to be because you love them for a reason and it's a beautiful amazing part of their story that they can hold on to that's tangible and that can help them grow so i pray that for every single person that is listening to this podcast it's in your precious and holy name jesus we pray amen amen Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode. And until next time, remember, darling, you are worth it.